put a spell on you. Cause you're mine. Welcome to Hex Rated, where we four witches will take you on a magical journey through foul language and outrageous feminism. And maybe a little witchy shit. Hey everybody, it's Blackbird, uh, all by myself, and you are listening to a mini-sode, or a smaller episode, of Hex Rated, a podcast that is usually for women, witches, who talk about their lives, and feminism, and activism, and witchcraft, and how magic has helped them, but coming to you tonight for a very special reason, uh, a very anger-inducing reason that I just can't seem to keep to myself anymore. I uh, talked to the other women in the on the podcast a couple of days ago and said, you know, I think I'm going to record something about the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh. You know, even when, you know, even at that time, it looked like it might have been less of a sure thing. But now as we approach the eve of him more than likely being confirmed to the Supreme Court, I don't think I can just not talk about this or, I don't know, bring it to the forefront. I mean, I'm sure it's already in everybody's, you know, forefront of the mind. It's all anybody can think about, or at least all progressive like-minded individuals that, you know, give a shit about humanity and the future of this country can think about for the last week or two. Anyway, I have some notes here. <laughs> we may go completely off script, so I'm going to try to at least stay on some sort of point, but uh, I'll try to make it, um, I don't know, I guess I'm just, I'm here to say some shit because I'm mad. So <laughs> here we go. Uh, and also, thank you for listening. We're um, we're super glad to have you. And the four of us will be getting together soon to record uh, a full episode soon. But right now, uh, I've been real angry for you know at least two weeks, if not longer, longer, much longer. Ever since I you know found out what this guy was about, and you know that he's ter- you know not not great at ruling you know for progressive causes. He's uh, he's just like not a good nominee, even in a, you know, conservative fashion. It seems like he had a lot of baggage anyway <clears throat> with a lot of the stuff that uh, he had ruled on. And um, and, you know, as Republicans will be, they just held documents and did not allow uh, other members on the Judiciary Committee to, you know, see a lot of the the documents that had been requested. So that's awesome too. But not to get too into the weeds of that. I mean, as most of you are aware, a woman came forward named Christine, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, and told her very brave story of uh, sexual assault where she alleged that Brett Kavanaugh was the perpetrator of this assault. And uh, just 
it was a incredibly moving testimony even just reading it before she actually gave it just reading the the written prepared statement was incredibly moving and for i'm sure what is many of us uh listening to this podcast and countless other podcasts extremely triggering in fact i did not know how really triggering it was going to be until uh really until the night that it was read aloud, like the night before she actually gave her testimony. Um, I, uh, I was assaulted. I was, I was raped when I was 21 and it's not something I have told a lot of people. It's not something I have talked about publicly ever. So I know this is under a threat of anonymity, but it's still saying words out loud that <laughs> I haven't said too many times out loud. And uh, my nervous laughter is not laughter at the situation at all. Because I'm sure it's a story. I mean, clearly it's a story that many people share. It's, uh, it's you know, my story is no more unique or important or less unique and important than anybody else's. All our stories are true. All our stories are terrible and you know a lot of us have never even told them so I'm gonna tell mine briefly because uh, I don't want to dwell too much into this but I didn't really didn't really know that hearing you know seeing what she had written or what they had prepared for her to say the next day was going to immediately set me off on just like recurring memories that I have suppressed really well evidently um, when I was young, 21, I mean, I was legal, I was legal to drink. That's a fact because I was drinking and, um, a friend and I were at a bar in Fort Worth, Texas, and we saw some guys and they, I guess, looked appealing <laughs> for lack of a better word. This was probably, this was in the early, the very early nineties. So like 91, 92. And um, I know, God, some of you weren't even born yet. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we saw these guys. They looked good. We, uh, I think we didn't, me and my girlfriend didn't live in the same place, but I think we lived close. But either way, I decided to take this gentleman back to, well, not a gentleman. Sorry. Take that back. Take this man back to my apartment. Um. I'm sure with the intention at the time of of having, you know, intimate relations with him, sex, whatever. I mean, I'm sure I had that intention. But as soon as we got back to the apartment, I didn't feel good about it. Um, he proceeded to force himself on me. I very vehemently remember you know, screaming, no, not probably not screaming. I mean, I lived in an apartment and I'm sure I was cognizant of the fact that screaming would alert people. And I, I'm sure <laughs> I felt guilty enough as it was for bringing this guy back to my house. But I do remember like just vividly screaming into this guy's hand, uh, which was covering my mouth saying, no, no, stop. And I feel like, you know, the moment that he did not stop when I said stop, that became rape. And uh, and like a lot of women, I, I didn't do anything. I, um, 
I, I I'm sure I settled down for the duration of the the rape. Uh, once I knew that it wasn't going to stop, I, I remember crying. And then I had to drive this guy back to wherever he came from. And I know I didn't have to. And I'm sure that I should have said, look, fuck you. Get the fuck out of my apartment. But that wasn't it, that wasn't part of I don't know. I just couldn't do that, I guess. Or I thought it was my fault or I thought that. It wasn't rape. I don't know what I thought. <laughs> you know, it was clearly rape. And whatever I thought, whatever guilt I had, you know, totally, it, it was not my fault. I was a very, very young, fairly naive person and did not know how to handle that situation at all. Had never been taught really, that that's a violation and you do not let people do that. I mean, you know, people always say don't let other people touch you funny or whatever, but like you're a grown-ass woman, I mean, you think, at 21 and you are drinking and you blame the alcohol and, you know, just, I don't know. Here here we are, what, 20, ugh, too many, 27 years later and I still want to make excuses for myself and say, oh, but I shouldn't have, or oh, but I'm sure I did this, or oh, it doesn't matter. Um, he did something without my consent, and that's fucked up, and it's wrong, and I never said anything to anybody, and for that, I, I don't know, It's it fucked me up. It fucked me up for a long time, and I think, um, I don't know that I'm, like, I don't know if I've even ever worked through it to be honest. But here we are. And clearly the whole, you know, couple last weeks have, have triggered that memory and those feelings of, you know, anger, of guilt, of, you know, the, the being in this moment, knowing that, hey, it's not your fault. Um, having, uh, hearing other conversations where people have said, well, but well, she's coming, you know, she's coming forward a little late or don't you think, why Why didn't she say anything after 36 years? I, I know why she didn't say anything. I know exactly fucking why. Because you don't, what do you, when you, are, you know, you, you feel guilty that you're in a house with boys drinking or, you know, in my case that you took a guy home while drinking, you know, like alcohol changes a lot of things for a lot of people and you don't necessarily, I mean, clearly according to Brett Kavanaugh, you don't want to tell those stories again, no, you know, no matter no matter what's actually happening. And I think hopefully, you know, for the for the brave young women out there that are growing up in a little bit of a different generation where maybe their moms are a little bit younger than me and can say, hey, you know, once a, once a boy or, you know, anyone, anyone, any gender, I don't mean to just talk about women here, but once anyone does something to you that you are not okay with and you have not get, given them consent with, it just scream, run, kick, do whatever, even if you know the person. And if, and if you don't feel comfortable doing that, then, you know, talk to somebody or have a conversation. Don't you? It's not your fault, no matter what the circumstances. Once somebody does something without your consent, it is no longer your fault. It's, it's not controllable, man. <laughs> uh, anyway, needless to say... Um, having these like triggering thoughts 
and emotions have really done a number on me. My sleep has been fucked up, as I'm sure a lot of people have fucked up sleep right now. Um, my, uh, like, I just, I can't seem to shake it. And I feel like I'm finally getting to the point where I am not wallowing in my memory or in the thought of what happened or in the thought of what has happened to Dr. Ford and to, you know, possible, you know, other uh, people that have alleged things against Brett Kavanaugh. But I think I'm getting to the point where I'm, I'm, my, I'm, I'm ready to do something. And I know that that's like, shit, why didn't you get there sooner? But I think it's just there's there's a process for me at least and I needed some time to work through or I guess just even face some of the other stuff before I can um, get to action. And I think that's finally where I am and it may not be much and it may be small right now, but I think it's going to build and I'll tell you why. So I, I think the timing has been absolutely right. Uh, and I think no one could be more uh, amazed by the timing of this than than the author of this incredible book called Good and Mad. The author's name is Rebecca Trister. Uh, it is like number one in gender studies on Amazon right now. In fact, it might be number one overall. I don't know, but it is very high up on the bestseller list. It is. Uh, it was just released earlier this week. Uh, it is... I'm not I'm not even done with it and I just want to talk about it and it's an incredible study of why women are angry and what that anger can do and how that anger can shift the power and the trajectory of this country and I think um I think that's a true statement I think a lot of us were very discouraged by uh, the women's, I mean, not discouraged by the women's march. I don't want to say that because I think we were all very encouraged by being there, but I think like it still felt like, well, he's still president. Bad shit is still happening. You know why we're out here in the millions of, you know, millions of people are out here protesting and he is still fucking president. At least that's how I felt. But I think what sometimes we don't realize and what this book is helping me understand and what listening to other speakers are helping me understand is that this is a very long game that we are playing. Women and, uh, you know, other people, but women for sure have been persecuted and marginalized for a long, long time. And I think it plays into the fact that, you know, this is why we are angry. Uh, we are incredibly angry. There's, you know, no mistaking that even though we are told to hide it and, you know, subsume it or just not show it. I think there are, there are some women that I'm I'm very uh, I, I admire very much that can uh, show their anger and not feel ashamed. I was always taught growing up in my house that you did not act like that. You didn't get angry, that getting angry was wrong. And, you know, I was never, ever taught that anger was a, a, a place of power. Uh, not, I haven't, you know, I've learned that in the last two years. So, I mean, shit, <laughs> really laid to that party and still not. And, you know, you, you can imagine, like, if you are told your whole life that uh, anger is not an emotion that you are allowed to feel, that 
it's really hard to get that back, like to find to find that voice and to be okay with it and not be a little scared of it and not be and not still feel like you're doing something wrong. So, so I, you know, I think I've been angry since, I mean, since before that happened to me in my twenties, before I got raped, I think I was angry uh, for a lot of, you know, a lot of other things, the way I grew up. I mean, having to be basically a tiny adult that took care of myself. I mean, I, I was angry about that. Um, but you know, no, no, never allowed to express it, did not know how to express it. And I think it comes out now and has, you know, in most of my adult life in being sarcastic, short with people, uh, to, you know, having a, not a, I don't have a temper, but I am, I am short. I am curt. I am businesslike. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. A lot of times uh, where it doesn't work is in my personal relationships. And I, you know, again, having to learn that there's a time for moderation. I just don't, I'm not good at knowing when that is. So, uh, you know, shit, work in progress for sure. But anyway, getting back to the point, angry. Uh, I think we're all angry and, and angry, you know, not just about things that, that have happened personally to us, but angry at the injustice, angry at seeing black kids killed by white cops, angry at a white woman police officer that walks into a neighbor's apartment. The I think the details are are um, not exactly clear on that, or and I haven't read everything. But she may have uh, knocked on the door or something, or or forced her way in. But either way, she shot a guy point blank in his own apartment. So that's fucked up. You know, I think we're all a little angry about lots of things that are going on right now. The fact that, sorry, I think my cats are causing mischief. Angry that children are separated from their families at the border. Uh, angry at the entire, you know, assault on immigrants. Just angry about a lot of things. We've been angry a lot about a lot of things since 2016 and and we've been angry about things before that too you know Ugh. anyway we're fucking angry so i think we can i think we can get to a place and maybe this is the thing maybe if he gets confirmed tomorrow to the fucking supreme court maybe this is the tide that will start turning and i mean it's already starting the again the number of women that are running for office this year unprecedented and i think honestly i i have been so angry that i want to literally set fire to shit in the street like i think if all the women just stood up and did that man there would be there would be some fucked up shit and it would be glorious um uh, but i you know again i am not like i i'm not going to do it by myself because i'm scared and I don't think that is an unrealistic or, you know, I don't, I don't think that's an unrealistic feeling. What I can support and what I do admire and, and wish I could drop everything and go, and maybe I will one day. It's not, and not a thing that I won't, I may not do. I ugh, can't talk, but I, I would love to drop everything, fly to Washington, D.C. and protest with these brave, brave people that are doing that and getting arrested. I mean, fuck yes, do, do that. 
And I know a lot of us can't leave our families, our jobs, our, you know, our careers, like our kids. We, we just can't, you know, commit to that. But what we can do is make sure that we fucking replace every Republican in the Senate and the House that is up for re-election. We can, we can replace, even at a local level, we can replace leaders that are not, you know, promoting humanity. Because I really think that that is what's lacking. I mean, the, the, the display of anger and emotion that Brett Kavanaugh showed at his uh, hearing last week, I think is something that is, you know, it's, it's fine for a, a white male to get that angry on, on national television, on, you know, for everyone to see. And he can still, you know, maybe with, without a scratch, maybe not without a scratch, but he can still get promoted to the highest court in the land. He can act like a complete melted down, you know, person. And yet, yet, no, no one else is allowed to act like that. No one else, uh, everyone else would be called crazy, deranged, mixed up, hysterical, you name it. If anybody else acted like that, it, it would just never happen. So congratulations. Uh, I, I'm, I'm angry about it. So if we can't set fire to shit in the street, we can replace the Republicans. We can pre- replace local leaders that are uh, not doing what we want them to do. And we can read books. Everybody can go get that good and mad book by Rebecca Trister. It is, uh, I think it's going to open a lot of eyes and I think it'll make like, it's making me feel things that I didn't know that I needed to feel, but I do. Um, I think, um, you can always, if you can't physically go somewhere and if you can't uh you know if we can't yourself like run for an office which i highly recommend i i've i've thought about it but um, i don't know again this is all something that could be on the horizon you never know but i think if you if you can't do you can do something like everybody can do something right So if we're all angry and we need to use this energy, throw, you can throw money at it. If you've got money to give, but not time to spare, give money to, to people that are running, women that are running for office, uh, people of color that are running for office, other, you know, people that have been, you know, not ever had their voices heard. We need to have those voices represented at every level of government, at the highest levels of government. We need our voices heard. And I know that all of this is pretty fucked up and anger making. And, um, sometimes I I know I have been just trying to get by, like we've, I've had, a. I mean, we've talked about it already, but I've had a lot going on. (laughs) We just moved to California, which is fucking great to be in a state where everybody feels the same way I do. That's a good time because Texas was not that, but, uh, it's been a challenge to move across the country, start a new job. I, and now for, you know, heavy politics shit to hit just, just when I'm about to get settled, it was like, damn, man, I just, I, I just wanted like two weeks of getting into my routine and nice, calm, 
peaceful. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but but what is helping? And it's something that I've been, you know, I'll be honest. I'm not always on top of my witch game when I am kind of fucked up by stuff that's happening around me. Sometimes I forget, and I think that's pretty normal too. I forget that the things that ground me and the things that center me and the things that make me comfortable with who I am is to stop, to listen, to listen to what is like, I read this thing the other day that said, you know, just listen and say, what is so? Just ask yourself, what do you know to be true? And then, you know, you'll hear an answer if you listen enough or if you meditate And so that's something I'm trying to add back in. But again, we all get busy. But if you can take like just even five minutes out of your day to try and meditate and to make it just make your practice a little bit stronger by listening to your intuition. And, you know, I think it will come in time. And from that grounding and from that listening to your intuition, we can all draw like a sense of strength from it. At least that's what I'm trying to do. Again, not always doing a great job at it, but I'm I'm fucking trying. And I think that's the point, right? We're all on this journey to, I don't know, f- figure one thing out. I, I think if we figure one thing out on this journey of life, then that's better than, than, uh, than nothing, I guess. Either way, I think... Um, there's a lot we can do in the mundane world as well as in the the esoteric world. I mean, you can find rallies. We can, you know, be part of demonstrations. I think there's going to be another women's march. And I, you know, I hope we all go to the ones that wherever we can, wherever we are, just go and make your voices heard. And don't be, don't be, I mean, don't be afraid. I know that it's fucking scary. It is for me. Um, and I am, shit, almost 50, which is crazy. <laughs> but it's uh, it's scary. It's scary to talk here even though I'm alone and you don't, you know, you don't necessarily know my real name or, you know, it's just, it's scary to tell your story. It's scary to put yourself out there. It's scary to say, you know, not only did this happen to me, but now I'm fucking angry and now I want to do something about it and I don't. I don't care if you fucking like it or not, you know, white men. I just don't care anymore. It's too important. And I don't think we can continue to be passive about it. I heard somebody say on TV the other day, clearly I've been watching way too much news, but heard somebody say, you know, or I think, I don't know, it might have been a quote from Justice uh, ooh, Stevens. John Paul Stevens I hope I'm right Ooh, I'm close but I think he ended the quote by saying the country deserves better and I thought you know shit do we I mean maybe we get exactly what we deserve there are there are many not not necessarily of us quote unquote but there are a lot of people that have been complacent and are like I can't vote or I don't want to vote or everybody's the same or this election sucks or it's too hard to go to the polls Man, if there was ever a time to not do that, that would be this November. Uh, Whatever you can do, even if you even if you can if you can register same day in your state, 
do it. If you can do it ahead of time, do it. I know the deadlines are coming up super quick. So I, I know that I have voted for a long time and, you know, sometimes things change and sometimes we take a step back and I feel like right now in this Trump era, we are taking so many steps back and all we can do to curtail that is to have our voices be heard. And if we can do that at the ballot box, let's fucking do it. And let's, let's make people afraid <laughs> of our power as women, our power as marginalized people, power if, if you're LGBTQ, power if you're a person of color. Make your power known. Because I think, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, there's somewhere inside of you that thinks you have a little bit of power. And let me tell you, your action outside and your action inside, they're all magic. And I think together we can all turn this around and make it better. And I hope, I hope I can meet you guys and I hope that we can be together and side by side fight this shit because <laughs> we need to and I think with that I'm just gonna say thanks for listening and uh this has been weird but also really good <laughs> uh fucking fight thanks <laughs>